a lot of great teaching, a lot of great curriculum development is really just teaching people how to look at something, how to think about it. It's not necessarily just the tactical stuff, it's the theory, it's the idea that they can transform their lives about it, it's the bigger picture, what I call philosophy, of this entire thing before we teach the thing. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're gonna train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want to break through, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. 
Hey, it's Brendan, and in this session, we're gonna talk about your content, about how do you develop your curriculum so that you can actually teach and sell things, right? So, because a lot of people say, well, okay, Brendan, I'm, I'm passionate about teaching, like, parenting, and I wanna make money teaching parenting, but when I go to, you know, write a book, or I go to do a webinar, or I go to create an online course, I can't really figure out that topic, so how do I bust it down for people? How do I create module one of an online course? or chapter one of a book, or the first day of a webinar or live cast. You know, just thinking through what people would have to know and in what order specifically. So I'll go ahead and share that with you as well. So here's how I like to think about it. I always like to think of whatever the goal is of the student, whatever their goal is, whatever you're teaching, let's say your topic could be you're teaching, you know, how to be a great parent, how to be happier, how to be healthier, how to achieve a specific goal, that's what the star is, that's, that's the goal, okay? That's their ultimate sort of goal. To get there, we have to start over here with assuming, as an example, that they're beginning. I know this is very basic for some of you, but watch what happens as we break this down. We need to get them from here to there. That's the whole focus of your content and your curriculum. What would they have to start looking at in their life and what would they need to do to get over there? But now people go, well, I don't know how to break, break it down. I'm gonna teach you exactly how I go about it. First, I always like to, maybe it's just my habit or the way I like to create things, but it's how I like to advise people. I like to say, you know what, break it down and have at least four boxes on a page and this is gonna how we're gonna chunk your content. We're gonna start thinking through sort of four steps to get to their goal. But instead of calling it steps, I'm gonna break it down and I'm gonna tell you to teach and start with concepts. Concept one that they have to master. Concept two that they have to master. Concept three they have to master. And concept four that they have to master. Each of these are things that if they're going to succeed, they would have to master on their march to reaching the goal, okay? These don't have to be step by step. I'm gonna walk you through where the steps come in. These are, might be concepts. So the way I'm gonna do this is kind of walk you through what you've been seeing me talk about here and how I thought about these days, as an example, as well as how I think about uh, in general. Let's say, the goal is for somebody to have, uh, in, in my world, a, a thought leader career, what we call in the experts industry, to become an expert, a highly paid author, speaker, coach, seminar leader, online marker, trainer, do what I do, okay? If you wanna have a large social media following, build a real brand online and make money at it, okay, cool, here it is. Well, the way I think about the concepts of getting there isn't like set up your website first and do social media, that'd be like steps right? Create a website, do this, that's, create a website, set up your social media, all that's in a step, but first you need to understand how the world of this space works. So like a concept I might teach as an example is positioning. How do you think of yourself as a thought leader, differentiate yourself as a thought leader, and it's at a high level first, right? Then I might talk about, okay, now, like today, we're talking about packaging your ideas, Okay, now how do you think about yourself and differentiate yourself? 
How do you package your ideas? Then tomorrow I'm going to talk about, well, how do you promote all of that? And then the next, from that, I'll talk about, you know, how do you grow all that? Okay. Those are the concepts you need to know to get good at this. Now, let me give you another example. If you're teaching like, uh, let's just take an area of health. You're going to be a health expert. You're going to sell like a 10-day health plan, right? You're going to sell a 10-day health plan. You're not going to be like the entire, you're not just going to start the course and just tell them everything they need to do. Like step one, diet, eat this, eat that, do this, exercise like this. Go. And you're not going to hit them with random ideas. If you're teaching health, you might say, okay, let's start concept number one for you. We're going to teach you nutrition. Okay, see, that's a concept, nutrition, positioning, that's a concept. Then after we teach you nutrition, just so we can understand the things about your nutrition your, uh, and, and things like that, then we might go on to, okay, now we're going to teach you about movement. Great. Now we're going to learn about that. Then to become even more healthy, we're going to talk to you about, let's say, um, gosh, I'm just going to call it exercise physiology. Clearly, I'm making that as I go along because that might be in movement. This might be specific movements. This might be the bigger picture. And then what else would we talk about? Health fans. Tell me, what else would we talk about? Supplementation. That might be in nutrition. What else might we talk about in the end? Ah, we might be talking about um, uh, life extension. Ideas to live longer and healthier, right? Those might be concepts that we're going to cover. Clearly, I'm making this up as an example, but you can see how this would apply to anything. If you're going to teach parenting, you know, you wouldn't just say, here's 50 steps to become a better parent. That makes a good listicle online or a good article, but not a course. When you're creating curriculum, you need to think at the conceptual level first. So parenting, what big ideas would they need to know? Health, what big ideas would they need to know? Business, what big ideas? In business, you're going to teach them how to grow their business. Great. You might have one thing talking about how to get customers. You might have another thing talking about how to build systems. You might have another thing, how to do marketing. You might talk another thing, how to do team. Those are concepts they have to master along the path. Does that make sense? So it's not necessarily a step-by-step yet. It's the concepts. That's the highest order of our curriculum here. Then once we get into the details of each of these concepts, this is where now we're going to teach um, more of the specifics for each one. Let me give you those examples for those who are going to ask later on. If you're teaching business, this would be, this would be, uh, oh wait, this was the expert example of concept. This was the health example of concept. We'll just do a business one. So it remains relevant for as many of you guys as possible. If you're teaching business, we said we might teach you like, uh, I can't remember the exact examples I use, but this would be like, um, uh, get customers, create systems. This might be hire team. This might be more stuff about marketing. I don't know. I'm just giving you examples. These are concepts that you could teach. Now we're going to bust it down 
from the topical concepts, and now we're actually going to go, okay, well, how do we teach that? To teach something, I need to reveal to you that there's different levels of how to teach, and then there's different structure of each of these courses. I'll make this all simple and straightforward to you. Um, and most of you who've taught before will understand where this is coming from, adult learning theory. If you haven't taught before, this, I promise you'll be able to get this. Let's say this is your first module, your first week of training. Clearly in this topic, whether you're teaching positioning, nutrition, uh, customer stuff, you need to give them an overview of what this module is gonna teach, right? And this overview, your focus is in teaching them why this is important. So you need to teach, you know, always need to understand if you're gonna say, in this module, I'm gonna teach you A, B, and C, you need to tell them why that's important. You need to tell them why if they don't understand it, it doesn't allow them to achieve this goal. Okay, you always wanna contextualize the beginning of a module with the why. Why is this important? Why do you care about it? Does this make sense? Okay, once you over, this is what we're gonna cover and why it's important, then what we wanna do is make sure that we begin by engaging them with some kind of story, right? We're not even getting into step-by-steps yet. We're gonna share a story. I like to share a story of what we taught yesterday. ESP, that's expert story positioning. That means where did I struggle with this topic, this concept in my life? How did I learn about it? And how did I get through and get some results, right? So I'm painting the picture for them of like, hey, this might be difficult, and I went through this, but here's what I figured out, and it's had some success. So I'm reconceptualizing it into them saying, oh, I understand why he's teaching me this. Does that make sense? So why are you teaching this? What's the story of something, some kind of story that makes this relevant? So you start with, we're gonna teach you this A, B, and C. Here's why. Here's why I am the person to teach you that. If you can get that piece down, you're really well into beginning this process. Now, we kind of need to drill down into two areas. First, we want to share with them the philosophy of success in this area. We're still not even teaching steps yet. We're teaching now philosophy. Like what would make them successful? This might be where you teach principles. It might be values. It might mean where you share why you think differently or a mindset. So philosophy is kind of like how to think about all this so you're successful. So for example, if I'm teaching about positioning as I was yesterday, when I, after I showed, told people what I'm gonna teach and I told them my story, I shared how they should be thinking about themselves in the marketplace. And I spent a lot of time saying, look, you can do this. The, the way that I know that you can do this is because I have this philosophy of the world that we all can teach other people something. We've all had something on our path that made us happier, more successful, more sane, more able to succeed or deal with adversity. We should teach that as part of our mission to the world, as maybe part of our purpose is to share with the world what we've learned along the way so maybe we can make it easier for the next guy or gal. So that was philosophy. I wasn't teaching step-by-step step how to position yet. I was sharing philosophy because the philosophy gives it contextualization. 
It's almost just like once they know your story and, they, and you tell them how to think about it, then they're like, ah, oh, they're really engaged now. They know it's important and they know how to frame it. It's all just, it's just framing so that before you teach the steps, they're enrolled, they're engaged, they understand why it's important. Does that make sense? A lot of people forget this stuff and they just teach steps. Let me tell you about the danger of that. One, without context, teaching any steps, it, it just, it, I have to tell you, most people won't do it because they won't have an emotional attachment or a mental frame of why to do it. A lot of great teaching, a lot of great curriculum development is really just teaching people how to look at something, how to think about it. It's not necessarily just the tactical stuff. It's the theory. It's the idea that they can transform their lives about it. It's the bigger picture, what I call philosophy, of this entire thing before we teach the thing. Uh, you know, again, without context, it's difficult to really get engaged by the steps. Second, by teaching in this order, it, each of these modules, it will allow you to establish an emotional connection with the people that you are teaching, which is absolutely necessary because you don't want to be a VCR manual. And let me tell you all day long, it's one of the reasons I have so many fans and so many subscribers and alumni and students is because I care about their emotional life. I'm trying to make this fun. I try to make it engaging, even though, you know, sometimes I, I would just love to go A, B, C, D, D, F, G. But I've done that before and I failed. And here's why it's important. You don't want to be a commodity. Anybody can teach a lot of steps, but we want people to want to learn your steps from you. You know, anything that you could possibly teach, they could probably go find the instructions or some kind of checklist on Google. You know, Mr. Googs is a very good teacher. You can find step-by-step -step to do anything. I mean, people can go look for it. But by teaching in this way, on a consistent basis, they go, I wanna learn it from him. I like the way he thinks. I like the way he looks at this and frames it. I get it, I'm emotionally connected to it. And I bet you had that, right? Did you have an awesome high school teacher? I think it, uh, in my personal opinion, I think it is a travesty how little um, recognition, reward, and frankly, compensation our school teachers get, especially in the US and around the world. I think, I mean, school teachers, you, you entrust your kids with that person all day long. Their character development, their understanding of the world, those people should be paid more. So shout out to any teachers, full-time teachers here in the traditional school education system, high school, college, elementary, I love you, I appreciate you, I hope that your students celebrate you. I'm sure you all had a teacher who believed in you and said went for it, and they weren't just teaching tactical stuff. I bet some of you even had an algebra teacher that you looked forward to going and learning algebra from, even though that's a very, like you gotta teach very specific formulas and specific, you know, step-by-step -step of how to proceed through a formula or think through a formula, but you still found some great teachers can teach step-by-step. -step, and if you liked them, the reason is they were doing this stuff. That's what's really important. That's what's really important, okay? Now, what we can do from there is what I like to do is teach the step-by-step. Step by 
step. So the overview of why it's important, this, a story, the philosophy of success, that's how to think of it, how to frame it, the mindset for it. Then the step-by-step, -step. this is the tactical stuff. Okay, that's the tactical stuff. Okay, what should they do specifically to position themselves online? What should they do specifically to master their nutrition? What should they do specifically to get customers? This is where the bulk of the, this module, chapter, uh, section of your web, webinar, this is where the most of it this, that you might spend time. This, think of like this is the warm-up, right? This is the pitch. This is where you're really teaching and you're spending most of your time here. This is really important. You might spend a good 50% right there on your step-by-step. -step. That's a good um, framing. It doesn't have to be that long. That's a good framing of it all. Okay, so now you teach the step-by-step. -step. This is where you literally say, hey guys, do this. One, two, three, four, five. This is where you want to be very tangible. If you want your curriculum to really pop out, this is where you might give them worksheets to make those steps possible or checklists or implementation guides. All of that stuff makes this curriculum more valuable when you do that. I hope that helps and makes sense. So now this is really coming to life. This is a really great section. I really like this. After you teach the step-by-step, we're still not done. Then I like to teach a case study, an example of how that comes into fruition. So you might tell a story of one of your students who actually did this, and you can share with them the successes they had, the struggles they had. It makes the steps human. So you wanna show a case study. If you teach technical things, if you said, go do, uh, you know, go create this website, and do this social media thing or whatever for getting customers, then you might profile somebody who actually did it and what their results were. How did it go? What did they like? What did they not like? Uh, what's the summary of what they did? Because everybody might implement steps differently. Isn't it true? It could be the same step, but maybe they designed their webpage in a certain way that made it even better. So case studies are really great to add to each of your concepts to bring them to life, and then we're gonna end this whole thing with basically do's and don'ts. But what you see here is that you have the ability now to say, okay, so I've told you how to think about it, I told you how to do it, I showed you a case study, now let me end with telling you some common things that people do that's a mistake. I'm gonna share with you things that you should not do and then I'll share with you some reminders of the things you should absolutely do and the first thing that you should do. And so I like to end a training as like, here's the first thing you should go out and do when it's a real online course. Does that make sense? Or it's an online training. For example, even in book chapters, let's say that if this was a book chapter, at the end of that book chapter, I'll add like some checklists. Do these things or don't do these things. Or I'll add questions they should ask themselves to get them back into the framing of how to proceed next. So that's my favorite things to teach in here. When I do that for each of these concepts along the way, they finish, and even if those who finish didn't do all the step-by-step -step things, they still win because they understand the bigger picture. This is really important for you to understand. 
Success in training has nothing to do with whether or not everyone implemented your step-by-step. I know that sounds like heresy to those of you who have not studied uh, really adult development. Our job is to develop the student, to develop their understanding and their ability or likelihood of applying that context. You know, a lot of people are gonna take your courses and they're never going to do all the things you tell them. They're gonna finish your videos or your courses and they didn't even watch all the videos because maybe they didn't need that concept then. You need to be able as an instructor to step away and say, okay, I'm actually cool if everybody doesn't do it all. But if all I did is teach them how to think, if all I did is help them understand it more or even want to do it more, whether they, because look, your step-by-step system, maybe that's not their style or maybe that's not exactly what they were looking for, but they're learning enough in the philosophy of it and the case study that they can go do it in their own way. Well, that's pretty awesome, right? That's pretty awesome if they just get that connection with the training, if they just get that direction. So that's really important to understand is it's not necessarily your success is whether or not they did this step-by-step. It's that they get the why and then you build in their desire for it. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey all, it's Brendan. And I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it starter, 
that's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the mindset journal where we prompt you with tons of research back prompts to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders, so like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high-performance habits, which we teach you to do, and then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one-hour keynote, but they're live every single month in growth day teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep dive, powerful life transformative courses. So these courses, these classes, these are things that would cost over $3,000 a month to access. But Growth Day Pro, as an example, is less than a buck a day. Your personal development is worth a dollar a day. Your access to these people is worth a dollar a day, but you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com. Now, what else can we teach you along the way? I like to emphasize that in teaching curriculum, you need multiple sort of levels of thinking about how they proceed it. So proceed through this. Let me explain what I mean. So we're gonna break that down again. We're teaching them four concepts. We called it. These were the concepts. In teaching those things I talked about, the overview, teaching them the things I talked about, the, the, the story, the philosophy, the steps, the case study, the do's and the don'ts, you need to hit some very important emotional realities that your students have moving forward. Some very important emotional realities that your curriculum Again, if you're gonna succeed at being a long-term trainer, it can't just come from, oh wow, I, you know, I did a good job of, of teaching them the how-to. You're not a VCR manual. The sooner you master that, the bigger you build your brand. Because you know what, as they progress, as they're going through all of this from here to here, you have to remember, you're dealing with somebody who's confused, somebody who doesn't know it yet, you're dealing with a new learner. And on learning, we have to realize that this path is fraught with emotion. And that teaching them to deal with the emotions is as important as teaching them the tactics. That's why I put emotion above the line in curriculum, tactics below the line, the way I like to talk about it. What I mean by that is these emotions are going to influence whether or not they do the tactics, right? How they feel about it is as important as their understanding of it, right? In a lot of psychology, you know that there's always this kind of play between, between confidence, as an example, and competence. And this interplay 
in education is everything, like everything. It's so important. And you already know this, right? Isn't there some things you know you should be doing, you know how to do or begin, but you're not doing it because you're just not feeling confident at it? You know, you don't think you can. And because you don't think you can, you don't do. Well, that's for a lot of people in so many areas of their life. And what we know in psychology is that the more confidence you give a person, the more likely it is they'll go and enter it, try, test, learn, and grow, thus developing more competence. The more someone masters something, gets competence in it, the more confident they feel. It's just like the first time you do anything because you don't know how to do it. You feel stupid. You're like, uh, I don't know how this goes. For example, the first time I was shooting videos was like, hi, 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 hi. You know, I didn't know how to do it. And then I got good at it, like competent. I understood how the camera worked. I understood what I'm supposed to say. I understood how this world worked. And then I got more confident. As I got more confident, I tried new things. The more confidence you have, the more you'll go outside of your comfort zones and acquire new skills and strengths. So if you believe that to be true, then isn't it your job in designing curriculum to think about the emotions that your students are experiencing on the journey and speak to those? So when you tell your story or you choose a case study or you explain your philosophy, you are vitally aware that the emotions and the energy that you project as a trainer, the optimism you project as a trainer, the honor that you give them for the struggle, the cheering on that you give, that stuff is as important as the tactics. Because look, if they finish the goal, they achieve the thing, even if they didn't do the step-by-steps, but they feel more confident to try even, you win even if they didn't implement all along, but they feel more confident to try, it's more likely they'll continue that path with or without you and they will grow into it. Make sense? Very, very vital. So let's talk about that common emotional journey. Here's some things you need to teach to, you need to address, you need to uh, uncover, which is first, you've got to talk about what we call first timer fear. What does that mean? Well, that's beginner's fear. If someone's going to start any new endeavor, they're worried about it. They're scared about it. They're like, oh, how is this going to go? So you need to speak to that and you need to understand what people fear. First time of fear, people are scared. It's so like even in this training program, I've said, look, you can do this. And I talked about day one. So much of my framing of my philosophy was how to think about this, that you, you'll figure it out. You know, the most important thing for any of us to gain more expertise in our life is the adoption of the belief that I will figure things out. You will. You know, at first, it's going to be a hot mess. And you need to be okay that it's a hot mess. That uncertainty, it's okay that that's there. It's part of the learning journey. Don't get frustrated with it. It's okay if you feel unsure, uncertain, scared. Everybody does. That's okay. And your job and your teaching is to speak to that. You need to address it. You need to literally say in all of your training, look, I know this might scare you guys. Or might, might, this might seem crazy to you or, or pose a lot of risk. Let me walk you through how this works. See, it's very important to address their fear. 
Now, if you haven't studied my work before, this might really help you to take some notes so you can teach better. It's very important to understand people only fear three things. And once you understand that they only fear these three things, then you'll get so much better as a trainer. Here's what people are scared of in this process. They are scared that along the way of trying this new thing that you're teaching or doing or implementing anything you teach, they're scared that they're going to experience loss. We call it loss pain, right? The idea that they're going to lose something that they care about, that is important to them, that uh, they wish they you know, always had. So if you're, if you're teaching them to do something and they're going to quit their job or they're going to you know, get healthier, they're, they're frustrated. They're, they're, they're going to lose that, that job or that security of that job. They're going to lose the corner office with health. They're going to lose those favorite meals they love to eat. They're not going to get to have his, you know, that, that cake, you know, no croissants. No, you know, it's like something, they're going to lose something. And they're like, I don't want to do it because I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I don't want it. It's really just a concern that they have. It's not necessarily a physiological fear. It's just a mental concern or worry or heightened fear that they're going to lose status. They're going to lose security. They're going to lose the everyday uh, understanding of their world. They're going to be discomforted by that process of losing things. And so your job is to continually throughout your concept teaching to always focus on the flip side of that, right? There's another side and that's just what might they gain? What could they pick up? What, what new things? And get people really attached to like the learning process. Look, I know it doesn't feel like it, but you guys are gaining momentum. You might not know all the moving pieces. You don't know the step-by-step pieces, but you know what you're gaining right now? You're gaining momentum to be able to do this. That's what you're sharing in your curriculum. And you got to share it all the time. Every new module, chapter, training, you always got to cheer people on. Be like, hey, you know what? You're doing a good job. I celebrate you for being here. I honor you for being here. We're getting some momentum, guys. We're going to get there. I know it might be, you're uncertain. You don't know how it is, but trust me. I'm laying the land for you. And by the time we get to the end, you'll know the journey better. You'll understand it. That's the type of stuff that you're saying to address their loss pain concerns. The second one that they're concerned about is what we call process pain. I'm just going to abbreviate that concept and just call it hardship here. They're scared it's going to be hard. They're scared they're not going to be able to figure it out. Their real fear has nothing. They might not lose anything. They're just thinking like, am I enough? Am I really enough to handle the demands of this? You know, if, if I try this, will people you believe in me? Will people make fun of me? What happens if I try to put it up and it doesn't work? What if I just, you know, I'm going to have to stay up late at night. I'm going to have to change my schedule. My spouse isn't going to support me. These are real things that people feel. And it's your job to address it. If you've ever taken any of my course, you hear me address those things all the time. Of, you know, it's, it's just part of the process. There's learning pains as you're gaining, you know, and you have to honor that there is going to be hardship. If you're trying to be Pollyanna, you, you know, which means you're just always sharing everything's rosy and everything's perfect, it's going to be difficult to succeed as a long-term trainer or inspiring force in the world. The most inspiring forces in the world say, I know it's hard, but you can make it through. I know it's difficult, 
but it's okay. I went through that too. I made it through. If you studied any of my work in, in, in high performance, as an example, where I'm working with top level you know, achievers, athletes, executives, CEOs, major entrepreneurs who move the needle of the world with their work and their businesses, I'm always telling this line, you, you have to honor the struggle of all of this. And the struggle is not something to be bemoaned and hated because anything that you hate only grows in negativity. And so if you're hating the process of change, you know what? Change is going to get harder for you, not easier. That your job is to honor the difficulties of life, to recognize it almost from a character development opportunity, from a stoic approach might be, where you say, you know what? Of course, this struggle is here. It's part of the journey. Obviously, I knew this was going to be here. Anticipate that challenge. And then when it shows up, you say, you know what? I see this. This is an obstacle and challenge in my life placed right here, right now, so that I can overcome, so that I can develop my strengths or my ability to serve even more when my moment comes. Like, don't forget that. I can tell you that I've gone through so many, literally thousands of training courses because I review my clients' courses or you know, in this last 20 years of reading a book a week or going through all these hundreds of seminars, these thousands and thousands of audio programs, so many trainers forget to honor the struggle. They lie. They say, it's going to be so easy. It's not going to be easy. Nothing is easy. Change is not going to be easy. But be okay with that. Recognize that, that struggle, that the really, the fully charged life has a condition in it. And the condition is that you're addressing challenge. If you're not challenged, you're just comfortable. And if you're comfortable for too long, you start getting restless, you start getting bitter, you start getting frustrated with people, and you don't even know why. You're just like, ah! It's because you don't have enough challenge in your life. Sometimes it's in challenge that we find our creativity. In challenge, we find our flow. And so I speak to that in my courses, not by accident, but by simple understanding of adult learning, that I need to address the hardship and make it something that is not only okay, that the hardship is to be honored and celebrated. So in my modules, I'll, I'll say things like, you know what, I'm really proud of you guys. Uh, I know a lot of this is new to you, or it's just hard to get going. So I appreciate you, you're still here. If you're watching me now, that means you're still gaining your momentum. Good for you. It's not always gonna be easy. It wasn't always easy for me, but at least we're here together. We're learning these things. You're getting new just insights. You're getting new distinctions. That's gonna help us go along the way. Good for you for being here. I know it's not easy, but that's why you're here because you're ready to grow. And by saying that, it makes the training more effective. Make sense? Because the emotions are on the top line of the tactics, very important. The last thing that people fear is not just hardship, they fear what we call outcome pain in my other work. We'll just call it here by, for shorthand. They fear disappointment. They fear that, well, Brendan, if I do all that change anyway and it doesn't turn out, what does that say about me? I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. I change for no good reason. Or they fear like, okay, what if I go to be healthy and I go through all that pain of learning new recipes and going to the gym and you know, I'm still fat. <laughs> well, I feel horrible. I'm still fat. Brendan, I did all this stuff you said. I'm still fat. This is awful. That's disappointment. They feel they're like, oh, why? And people are scared. Everyone has a little part of their brain that goes, what if the grass isn't greener? 
after I go through all this, I invest, I try, I work, and they say, doesn't work out. So tell me, trainers, moan of accountability, where throughout your training, throughout all this stuff that you're teaching, how often are you addressing disappointment? Because here's what people do who haven't been through Experts Academy or haven't heard me talk about this concept. What they do is they try not to talk about disappointment because they think if I introduce any negative emotion in this process, then people are gonna have associations to the negative emotions and they're gonna think they can't do it. So I'm not gonna bring up anything negative because you know I heard one time that negativity is bad and I heard one time that people build associations at that because someone in some you know, full, you know, 1970s study of some psychological aspect found that and, it, and it's just like, no. This is real life. If you care about your students, you're talking about real life and real life has not just difficulties, but disappointments and failures. And you need to honor that. If you don't, you're dead in the water over the long term. The reason we've had a million people take our video series or courses is because I'm so appreciative of that fact that whatever you're gonna do, I literally say, I'm like, look, when you do this for the first time, it's gonna bomb. It's gonna be a hot mess. It's not gonna turn out the way that you wanted, but that's okay, because that's gonna give you learning. And then you're gonna do it again, and it's not gonna turn out the way you wanted, but it's gonna give you learning. And then it's not gonna be exactly right and learning, but it'll get more right and learning, and then mastery. It's part of the process. Your disappointments either stop you and make you a weak, sad, bitter person, or your disappointments build up your competency, and you look at them not as a failure, you say, that's a great learning. Hot damn, I didn't know that before, now I know that, I won't make that mistake again, and you know what? I'll make different choices and I'll do it better next time, and you do it with enthusiasm. When I fail or have disappointment, I get enthusiastic for it. Even when it's embarrassing, even when it's from a vulnerable place, I go, well, at least I learned. Okay, what's next? I keep a positive attitude through it. It's not easy, but what's the alternative? We'd all be a bunch of sad, bitter, lonely people who had no success or achievement or fulfillment in our life. Our heart would be drained of all energy if all we did is stew on every little mistake. If all we had was this idea that everything had to be perfect, for those who are perfectionists out there, I have bad news. Becoming a high-level thought leader, having the guts and the resilience to get millions of fans, followers, or dollars, it's not gonna happen for you. You gotta let go of this idea that everything has to be perfect or you stop. The idea is everything is out there and you can perfect it as you move it into its rightful position. Like if you even, for those who are, think they're perfectionists, I have to share something with you. A real perfectionist, if you take it by its definition, a thing, cannot be perfected until it's released. You need to create it and do it and release it, and then it becomes something that can be perfected. It's not perfect, but it can be perfected. It, nothing can be perfected until it's released. So anyone who's like, you know, I meet all these people who want to do what I do, you know, and want to have this industry career, and they, and they, just, they say, well, Brendan, you don't understand, I'm a perfectionist. 
I say, how much stuff do you have out there? Well, nothing, because I'm a perfectionist. Well, then you're not really a perfectionist. You're a scared child. You haven't released anything. Because unless you ship it, you can't perfect it. Unless you release it, you can't perfect it. If you were a real perfectionist, you would have released it, you would have tested it, you would have learned what people thought about it, and you perfected it and made it better. But you haven't even released it. So what you are is a brainstormer. What you are is a hobbyist. But a real perfectionist would have released that thing and made it better. That's what a perfectionist does. So just to be clear, if you're someone who's just like, even your own personal self is saying, I won't do it because it's not perfect, you're just really scared of disappointment. And that's okay. But I'm sharing all this with you right now, not because I'm accusing you of it. I'm sharing with you how I would explain this concept to people in my courses. I don't let them fool themselves into thinking they're perfectionists. I say, you're really just scared of disappointment. So let's change how you think of disappointment so that at least you can get into the game and learn and develop more competence because if you'll do that, if you'll stretch yourself and get a little more confidence, learning from the things that didn't go perfect, didn't go well, then I'll get you more confidence. And you know what? The more confidence you have, the less you fear disappointments because you know and you believe in your ability to figure things out. I hope that serves. Next, what do we have to come to? Huge, 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 huge. This is important. This is what I've built my entire career on, honestly, which is addressing sustained motivation. Your training must incorporate a continual conversation of how do they stick with it? How do they stay motivated? How do they work through it? If you're not covering that messaging, because really this is about addressing fears, this is a drought about dealing with motivation, you've got to continually give them ways to stay motivated. Set up reminders, set up habits, set up triggers, set up the big whys, ask them why, always have them start with their purpose or their why, like whatever it is that you need to do, this has to be a continual piece of everything throughout, whether this is a module one or a webinar one, call one, chapter one, whatever it is, you don't just motivate here. You have to talk about here. Hey, you know what, guys? Uh, you know, I bet some of you right now have lost some motivation for this. Even though you're here watching this training, you know, you, you just lost a little drive for it because we've been so, you know, into the details and we've been, you know, just chugging along and some of it's just overwhelming for you. And so that's overwhelmed, by the way, is the fear of hardship. Uh, because this has been overwhelming for you, it, it's just, it's hard to keep that daily rhythm going. So tell you what, let's just try this. Uh, tomorrow morning, do me a favor, just schedule out 20 minutes to work on this. Because you know what? Your motivation will only continue if you have some momentum. So all I'm asking, give me 20 minutes tomorrow. Just write down, you know, 20 minutes, whatever it is, just journal some things, write some things down you'll do, write an action step, or, or even if you have that 20 minutes, just go back and watch yesterday's training. Cool. You know what? Just some momentum that's going to keep you going. That's okay. And so I teach stuff like, I say stuff like that in our training because never forget, people lose motivation. And the only way to get it back is to get them believing in themselves, expecting great things, taking action to get momentum forward, maintaining a positive attitude and environment. 
if any of that you have not mastered or you don't understand how to teach those concepts, please visit uh, chapter three in the Motivation Manifesto called On Motivation. I think it's chapter two or three, I can't remember. But anyway, it's in there. That's a whole book about motivation. You'll stay motivated if you actualize and practice those concepts. So I hope that serves you. It's very important. Break it down to concepts. What are the major things they would have to learn? Then share with them in each of those major things, whether this is chapter one, module one, webinar one, call one, session one in your training or coaching or seminars. Start with the overview of why it's important. Share your expert story positioning. Teach them how to think about it, what the philosophy of success in this area, this area specifically is. Teach them the step-by-step of what to do. Give them a case study. Tell them the do's and don'ts. And along the way, always be mindful of their emotional reality in dealing with this, where they might feel incompetent or not good. Always provide a conversation in some way or another. If it's in your story, the philosophy of success, the case study, make sure you discuss the fears related to the concept they might have, and you give them some ideas, concepts, or tools to stay motivated, keep momentum going. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the U.S., you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? 
You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com.